we're live and we're dumb and we're guys it's true yeah. we're dumb guy live and we're here uh it's uh it's february 20th 2024 uh i don't know why i said the date i never say the date but <laughs> like uh, we I watched said, dumb yeah, guy yeah, we, we watched uh rev pro high stakes or whatever the fucking show was i just know that beautiful bothell washington high stakes is one of their shows it was high stakes see i knew i knew my shit i see i just know i know high stakes i know the carrot the carrot gold wait no that's the german no that's progress you you idiot it was a no that's 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 wxw progress strong style 16 it's all the same it's all uh anyway anjan is it's in his living room it's a it's a dumb guy in anjan's living room we got icon here we got our portuguese friend here we got got overlord dan we got shah i don't even know who this is uh it's like a pretty good microcosm most times um the man who beat chris Patton twice strikes back is feeling dumb simeon Trav met ZSJ the weekend after Rev Pro. The only good talked guy from Manchester, about Trav. What, and talked to him about what culture pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like WCPW um, fire. That shit was awesome. It wasn't. It was pretty bad. but The prestige? Um, the fucking like, prestige? <laughs> what were they after they were what culture pro wrestling? Defiant. Defiant. Defiant had Osprey versus uh, Walter, if you remember. They had, some, they had Osprey versus um, Pac. Was cool. Who's calling? And, pa- and Pac came out to the uh, the R- Pac came out to the Red theme. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, you would like that. You would like that. Uh, yeah. So I just want to give you a two message sort of set here. We've got the Prestige were gas, uh, and then. I mean, half were nonces, but uh, and that makes that that know, sounds about right. Yeah, the, it was the dude that was the Mexican luchador, the British luchador. Did he end up being a bad guy? Yeah, El Ligero. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes. Yeah, sense. he was a real bad guy. He, he got fired from WWE. Well, Jack Gallagher, he was the other terrible one, right? He was like a dick. Gallagher. <laughs> he was a good wrestler. I I liked Jack Gallagher, but he, he was, was also a freak. Remember, a he was in the Rumble. The Remember when? Remember he was in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, one year. The one in um, the one in San Antonio. Yeah, good, for, good for good for Jack. I always say good for Jack Gallagher. I'm always sort of thinking that. That um, was the one where um, Ty Do- where Ty Dillinger came out at number ten. All right. Well, now I'm gonna be going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna be going to the defiant, the defiant uh, cage match page, and I will be doing some research here we'll get to the bit here but um we got defiant wrestling what the fuck it it's so stupid that it's called newcastle upon tyne or whatever it is so fucking stupid (laughs) who thought of that yeah what is that jamie explain yourself Uh, it's the river i think it's the river they're on the river on the river time oh so did they what did somebody build a castle and they were like oh that oh oh, there's a new uh, tool they don't the call Liverpool, Liverpool on Mersey. Yeah, I, I don't know the full extent of Newcastle law. I'm not, you know. Yeah. London on Thames. 
Okay, let's see. Let's look at the match. Let's look at their last card. Built to destroy 2019. Some guy named Drake beat No Fun Done. I don't know who the fuck HT Drake is, but I guess he still wrestles. Lucky Kid defeated Man Like De- Is it Derice or Derice? That's my favorite fucking ring name in all of wrestling. Man Like Derice. Man Like. That fucking popped. South, South London. Right. Man Like Murph, bro. Yeah. We'll, we'll play some FIFA. Uh, I'm on reading Lizzie Styles. Joe Hendry was on the show. He he won the internet. He was the title. leader of the Prestige. Okay, I got to be honest about something. I've been on TikTok, and sometimes I get wrestling TikToks, and I like the Joe, the old. That's like a meme. That's like him being like he appears out of nowhere. It makes me smile. What the what what um, TikTok? I just saw Joe. It was just a Joe Hendry theme was on TikTok, and I saw it, and I was like, "Wow!" That's all good. of my all of my wrestling TikToks have been um just like people in like random settings, and then someone put their hands up, and then the Roman Reigns theme comes on. Yeah, like, I, I get those a lot. <laughs> Who the fuck are Benji and Visage? Stockton on trees on tees from County Durham. Ugh. Nathan Cruz defeats Simon Miller. Good. I'm glad Simon wrestled. And David Star over you? Rampage. David Rampage Brown. Freaking st- yes. Yes, Rampage Brown. He was like kind of a hooper. Best... He was okay. He I liked his match in NXT UK. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of with Walter. Um, yeah, that was good. Yeah. So the best match. Yeah. The Will Ospreay is involved in each of the top four what culture pro wrestling matches of all time. The, the, the pro wrestling World Cup thing they did was like so sick. Marty Scroll versus Matt Riddle versus Will Ospreay. I bet that fucking eight in 2017. Um, yeah. What's the worst match in their history that has lots of ratings? Alex Gracie versus Gabe Kidd versus Joseph Connors. Is that cool. the worst match? Yeah. I remember when they tried to push Alex Gracie. Like, he was teaming with some, like, other knucklehead. And, like, they, they like broke it up and like made alex gracie a single star that boy was fucking terrible it's weird the gabe kid was like a thing before new japan it's weird did you know he was gabe like kid teamed with um the bullet club in like 26 17 is like a replacement when adam cole got sick and like gabe kid had a bullet club shirt on and then they attacked him and now well, gabe fun. kid's like actually in the yeah. bullet club it's kind of wild <laughs> that's, that's long-term storytelling am I, am I right in saying gabe kid got his got a start in new japan because of i think suzuki was there in yeah. WCPW, and that's how that happened it was like it something like he went to the dojo. Mm, nice. Hikuleo. Anyway, this is the best conversation we've ever had on this. Yeah. Um, they, booked, they booked Tiger Kid once and they said they had a New Japan uh, partnership. Kid? Tiger yeah. Tiger Mask, whatever the fuck. I'm sorry. I was going to say. The Alberto Del, Del Rio against Ray. That's pretty funny. Wrestling's so fucking stupid. Who are bad guys on this show? <laughs> we, we got Ligero. We got Travis Banks. We got Alberto. Uh, All the stars. <laughs> was Scott Wainwright a bad guy? Yes. Yeah. The Swords of Essex. Uh, you click on his page and he page match and you get a message that says, sorry, but this profile at the request of the worker. Which I think is pretty funny. Um, um the guy that was it, um uh, what's it called? Fuck. Yeah, Scott Wainwright was Osprey's tag team partner. 
Are you thinking Paul, of somebody and Paul, else? And Paul Robinson. That's who I thought you were thinking of. No, so Paul Robinson's like a, a freak. He like looks like B. a freak. It was Evan B. Cool. What a good, a good, what a good unit. Um. All right. Anyway, that's enough of that. I don't know. He remember does the Robinson Connors. special. That's kind of a sick move. Remember, remember Joseph Connors. Joseph Connors. All about Joe Hendry's music. Play Joe Hendry's music. Play Joe Hendry's music. There was like nothing. There's nothing to that guy, Joseph Connors. He's just like a guy. He was signed to WWE. Yeah, he and, like wrestled in WWE. Like, yeah, for real. He's just. He's just. There's just nothing. Just nothing to him. Do you remember uh, Candy just, Floss? Of course, I remember Candy Floss. All right. Well, now I'm going back to NXT UK. All right, you've got us back. Remember Jack it, Stars? Have we lost any um, viewership? If we haven't lost any viewership, just keep going. No, dude. People like people like this. It's what the people want. We established yeah. this. Honestly, time. like when we ramble like this, it reminds me of the old dumb guy chats. Like that's honestly what this is right here. Yeah. No. I, all right. All right, folks. I've gotten back on NXT UK. The most. We're gonna have. Go. We're good. I'm just gonna say it. We're gonna have Zubaz on one day. It's just like it's. We're not. Uh, what? That's okay. What episode are we on? It doesn't say anymore. He stopped counting. If we ever do, we get to a hundred yet? No. Are you stupid? If we get to a hundred, we have to have Zubaz on. I'm good on that. We had Roy Johnson. Who's who the fuck's Roy Johnson? Roy Johnson. Roy Johnson was on NXT UK. He's still all these people still is wrestle. That, uh, is that Drilla Maloney was in the first NXT UK tournament? A kid versus Cassius Ono, Yo. and it yeah, went Ono six went minutes and fifty minute. seconds. And 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 A kid won by count out. That was like when Chris Hero got like really fat, like super. The fat. Joseph Connors Experience featuring Ligs was a tag team of Joseph Connors and El Ligero. Damn. Uh, oh, remember TK Cooper. Uh, Travis, yeah, it was Travis Banks and TK Cooper. Yeah, they were they they like from down under, and then the TK South Cooper. Pacific something. Yeah, Walter, what the fuck? Yeah, Dan Maloney, Ethan Drilla. Page. They got they got lots of people here. The bestie, remember the besties in the world? Who were they? Davey Vega and Matt Fitcher. They they call themselves Grindhouse now. Yeah, aren't they like Chicago guys? Yeah, do they still wrestle? They're like the AAW guys. Yeah, according to... Oh, according to Cage Match, Matt Fitchett has wrestled one match in the last two and a, or year and a half. I think Matt Fitchett um, trains Sky Blue. Well, let's just find out. Sky Blue. Uh, trainer. Apparently, uh, Randy Ricci, uh, yeah. otherwise known as Rockin' Randy. Uh, let's find out everything there is to know about this guy. My my favorite um my favorite fun fact is that Elias, uh, Britt Baker, uh, I think Lee Moriarty were all trained by a fellow named Super Hentai. Yeah, you love saying that shit. In in Pittsburgh, the uh, the main wrestling trainer in Pittsburgh is Super Hentai. Don't worry, guys. Rockin' Randy, the guy who trained Sky Blue was on an episode of WWF Friday Night's main event under the name Jerry Fox. He teamed with Sonny Rogers, but lost to the interrogator, 
on a two-on-one handicap match. Who the fuck was the inter? Oh yeah, Kurgan, the interrogator. What a stupid name for a guy who's six ten. The interrogator. He asks questions. Uh, cool. I want to find. Oh, oh, he also wrestled Edge on a on a dark match in Shotgun Saturday on from in Rockford, Illinois. His name's uh, Adam Copeland. Well, he was Edge on this show, folks. Uh, he wrestled Disco. Sorry to hear that. Inferno. Uh, and Tracy Smothers. Wow, this guy. An Awesome Kong in 1991? That's a different Awesome Kong. Kong. This Awesome Kong was 466 pounds and died in 2012. Oh. That's not the Awesome Kong the I know. Fuck? I know. Who the fuck is this Awesome Kong? Why are there two awesome? Can't be right. Action Jack. That guy still wrestles. Action Jackson. No, Action Jackson. The motherfucker that All goes right, to um that. the Gleet. Who's Crusher Kong? Is that the same dude that the goes fuck? to Gleet, dude? Action Jack. Mark Von Eric. Naming people. Here. Except, no, Warrior 2000. What the fuck? All right, I've, I've completely lost the plot here, folks. I don't know what I'm talking about. This anymore. is awesome. Are, you, are people tuned in? Uh, only some, somebody in the chat, name name a wrestler whose cage match you want me to go to. Yeah, I'll uh, Murphy will be happy about this. The man who beat Chris Pratt twice strikes back said, Super Hentai mentioned. Yeah, um, that's that's uh, IWC, the International Wrestling Cartel in Pittsburgh. Did you know, um, actually, Milano Collection AT wrestled in Pittsburgh once? In a Pittsburgh... Um, it was Milano Collection AT versus Kudo. Kudo. Everyone's favorite. He was just not... Kudo was just Amazing Red. Was he... When was Amazing Red under a purple mask in TNA? Was he Suicide? I don't know. TNA did some like funky stuff when Russo was there. Amazing. Generation Me. Not to be confused. Oh my God. Overlord. Rojo. That's a hell of a shout. Spriggan? Was he Spriggan? Dude, Dan Matha. Dan Math? No, Dan Matha. He, pl- no, he just... played uh he played football at Pitt and then became a wrestler and came out on like that weird Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia and then no one ever saw him ever again. Amazing Red did a did a tour of all Japan where he wrestled under the name Spriggan and wrestled Jimmy Wang Yang a lot. Oh, nice. That's a good. That's a good one. What the fuck? He was did a lot of all Japan. Wago. Super what Dragon. Years were, wait, what years were this? Super Dragon was there, like 2003. Oh, shit. That's Extreme like Blade. Blade. Oh, what the fuck? Elix Skipper was in All Japan at, under the name Extreme Blade? Was that when the Blade movie came out? Maybe. Uh, oh, yes, over, like, Dan. There was a fake Yokozuna. Hiroki Sumi. Yeah, yeah. Hiroki Sumi in the Greatest Royal Rumble. 
Yeah, Dan Matha was in the Greatest Royal Rumble and Roderick Strong. Somewhere. Oh, Dan Matha. I remember he was – yeah, the guy who had all those – pro. that was, like, so sick that they did that. They they gave him all those promo packages, and then he debuts, and then immediately gets the shit beaten out of him and, like, buried by Samoa Joe. It was, like, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I like this message. Jamie Ross, chills. Yeah. Um, Any people are saying this. Yeah, yeah, Sangriento. All right, I gotta find. I gotta find this guy. Sangriento. 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 Amazing. Red. Uh, I I can't even like see it. It doesn't even. There's like nothing. Oh, I see. Oh, cool. He looks like a shitty like idiot super dragon nice i like it um all right that's enough of that let's let's do the show uh we are a pearl podcast the only pearl podcast uh in fact um oh my god look at this fucking four-way sorry in delaware in 2003 for ecwa east coast wrestling association uh the main event was a five-way match for the title it was christopher daniels versus amazing red versus loki versus the american dragon versus somebody oh. named mike cruel um cool. in a five-way match that went over 30 minutes jesus sick i bet that was fucking sick bro um all right all right i, I really just want to keep scrolling cage tino match, but... sabatelli Bro, I saw Tino Sabatelli in a house show, and I was like, "This guy's the future." This Tino guy's, Sabatelli this guy's was, the, was, you know, he was the spy. He was the NXT spy. Yeah, he was the NXT spy. He, he was a fucking. He was he was such he was a good heel. Who did I Who see did him I against? See? Rich Swan. I think I saw him against Rich Swan. Richie Steamboat. Richie Steamboat. Yeah. Who, who the fuck else was like NXT like shitter? I don't know. Kona uh, Reeves. Brian Cage. I like the like 2021 names, like like Russ Taylor. And <laughs> Brad, uh, Russ. Hachi Man. Yeah, yeah. No, now all right. <laughs> well, now I gotta go 2021 NXT. Uh Rust Taylor. What was Blake Christian's name? Trey something. Uh Trey. Trey Baxter. Oh, I was thinking Baxter. Trey Parker, <laughs> which is stupid. Um, sorry, Wesley is still the most ridiculous name of all time. Wesley. Oh, Dante Rios. Yeah, Tyler Russ defeats Dante Rios, otherwise known as Daniel Garcia. Dante Rios? Uh, someone did say Dante Rios? Leon Ruff, former NXT North American champion Leon Ruff. <laughs> uh, what does Drake Maverick do? Is he still signed? Uh, is he still he is. According to, yeah. According to, yeah. He, he may be in like a some sort of producer role or something like that. Yeah, he must be Jason Jordan, known as Boozer. <laughs> no. What? I don't believe it. I don't. That that news got it. out, so I wasn't leaking anything. So I'm allowed to say it. Now I'm just looking at people. See, like. Oh, Desmond Troy. 
Denzel Dejeuner. That dog, that kid was a dog. He was a fucking <laughs> dog. Aria Daivari. Dude, Denzel Dejournet, Desmond Troy, that dude was a fucking machine. I don't know what happened to him. He should have he should have went to AEW. That dude was a fucking monster. It's pretty funny that like Ashante Adonis is like an active competitor on the main roster of WWE. Like out of all the people, Ashante Adonis. The. Is. Well, Ashante the Adonis. You can call him whatever you want. Um, he, he, yeah. All right. B Fab's just like the pride now, right, Jamie? You I think that's probably. I think that's probably enough of that. Yeah. Now. Uh, let's do the show. Let's do the freaking show. Uh, we are a pro podcast, and folks, this well, week. Wait, wait. What last thing? What was Alex Zane's name? Ari Sterling. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What was Anthony Henry's name? Uh it was like it was like fruity. Oh my god, now I gotta wait who what what do you what do you ask? Anthony Henry. Oh, it was um Asher Asher Hale. Asher Hale, dude. Yeah, Asher Asher kinda is a fruity. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Asher Hale. What the <laughs> fuck? Why why did they sign like four just like Indie mid carders, they were like, "This is the future." What were they thinking? <laughs> they like, did they think Anthony Henry had a future on this roster? Asher Hale. God, honestly, the fact that Joe Gacy is the one that's left like shocks me. Like Joe, Joe Gacy's, Gacy's made it. Joe Gacy's good, bro. The, he was, the he unwanted. Was, he had a tag team with Eddie the Kingston. Unwanted. Eddie Kingston was the Genetti of that tag team. The unwanted. Yeah, the unwanted and evolve. Oh yeah! Uh, For anybody that knows, P is a huge evolve guy. I w- I've watched every evolve match in history that made. Tape. I've never seen a single evolve match. It was a good promotion. You should watch it, Jaka. I just hate and, Gabe. Uh, like I kind of just stay away from Gabe. And uh, oh, who's the Dickinson? The like, well, of course I remember Chris Dickinson. Who who the fuck was the guy? Who's like? He had a feud with like Austin Theory, and it sucked. Thatcher? No, no, he's like he's like super indie, like like just like a no name, just nobody. Well, it looks like um, we're gonna have to look it up. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Austin Theory in Evolve. Yeah, it was in Evolve. Okay. Uh, Evolve Wrestling. I'll figure it out. Don't you, Josh worry. Briggs? No, not Josh Briggs. Because he's in WWE now. Yeah. Um, this would have been in like 2018, I want to say. Jason Kincaid? Uh, oh, Fred Yeah. Yes, dude. Jason. J- no, Jason Kincaid is who I was thinking of. He was like he was like a uh, like a hobo. <laughs> it was. Do you, it was remember, like a you remember? You remember Jason Cade? Yeah, Jason Cade was. Jason Cade is was part of one of the best tag matches I've ever seen live. He fought against oh, with Rich Swan and somebody. What's that? In the Rich Swan one. Well, what? I thought the best match you ever saw was like anyway. Rich Swan. That's what I. That's what I like. Rich Swan was cut. in. Was you cut? You cut out. I'm sorry. 
You cut out. Yeah, Jason Cade was teaming with 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 with, with Rich Swan in that one. Yeah, Jason then uh, okay, the best wrestler in Evolve history. By the way, did you you know so King and Darby Allen had like a mat had like a feud and like a a pretty notable match on Dynamite last year. Who um, and Darby? Sorry, and I don't know why. Uh, Brody King and Darby yeah. Allen. Yeah, that match was great. So, fun fact: Darby Allen, his real like he really started involved, and I knew he was great from the start. I was like, this guy's awesome. Uh, and he had a he had like his story was that he was fucking homeless, and and like all he cared about was wrestling, and that he cared about it so much that when he challenged Junior for the title. He uh, he was like, if I lose, I'm going back to the bottom of the card, um, kind of like a Dragon Gate thing, and uh, lose to Zack Saber Jr. He went back to the bottom of the card and he wrestled a match. And pre-show matches in Evolver always, uh, and one of those matches was a match against Brody King, of all people, uh, which I think is very interesting. It's uh, it's it's funny. Uh, what's it called? Susumu was the last person to do that. He's challenging for the belt. So, you know, that's great. Not well, Dragon Gate. I love that. Love that. Love that for him. Um, yeah, Austin Theory versus Jason Kincaid. It was so heated that it went to a no contest. Brody King versus Darby Allen went to a 10-minute time limit draw at the St. Finbar Catholic Church gym in New York. No, the, the shitty venue they always ran was Laboom. No, dude, Laboom was not shitty. Laboom was awesome. Dude, you get the skulk in there. It's like it's like you don't it's like you don't know who's a wrestler and who's a who's like a fan. No, WrestleMania awesome. weekend in 2019, I went to a show at Laboom. That place fucking sucked. It, there no, was no AC. There's there's no um like heat or AC. It's just like was that either was that the was that the venue that uh, that Bix allegedly parody shat himself in? Yeah. Because I think it, I think it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think Bix shot himself and well, boom, and it sucks because that place has no AC. Allegedly. So, the 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 poop. According just, to like, reports, sources the poop unconfirmed. Just in there. Um. All right, let's do the show. Sorry, we've by been. Bix, ex- so I don't give a shit. Um, Murph, do you have to leave yet? I have to leave in like ten minutes. Okay, cool. Let's do the show. Uh, this weekend. Well, actually, very soon. Not even this weekend. It is. And pro wrestling, new beginning in Sapporo, uh, starting this Friday uh, from Hokkaido. It's always their big yearly show in Hokkaido. Uh, kind of an interesting like like uh, scheduling thing this year, where they did Osaka first, which is usually the the culmination. Then they yeah. went come back do Fantastic Mania. Then they do new beginning in Sapporo. So I think the pain is a little weird for this because we haven't seen a lot of these guys wrestle in a little in in a couple weeks. Um, but I don't know about you guys. I think these cards are really interesting, mm-hmm. and um, I think this could set up a lot of the big story beats for New Japan for the rest of this year. So, as always, we start with the main event in our p- previews on Friday. Uh, the main event is David Finley with his first defense of the brand new IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship, and he is defending against. The former Dolph Ziggler, Nick He's Nemeth. wanted. He's a wanted man. Nice. So, I I don't know about you guys. I'm really excited about the potential of Nick Nemeth in uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But but uh, but Jamie, what do you think we're what do you think we're gonna see here? 
Yeah, I, I am also very, very excited to see Nick Nemeth, formerly Dolph Ziggler, in a New Japan ring. Not my ideal first opponent for him, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, kind of kind of a bit sick of David Finley. Um, I'm hoping Nemeth wins. I, I don't really see it happening. Um, I would love him to, though. But I think he's absolutely going to thrive in a New Japan ring. I think he's got... Um, I think he's, he's kind of got everything to... Well, you know, he's been kind of in the WWE system for so long clearly with kind of no real um, sort of direction. Uh, obviously, they used him a little bit in NXT, and I think he just wants to kind of show the world again how kind of talented he is, because obviously we've seen uh, inside the WWE system the, the kind of levels he can get to, and um, one of the most consistent wrestlers on the roster for a number of years there. And I think with the freedom, um, you know, to, to, to kind of wrestle a bit more freely, wrestle, you know, a New Japan style, I think, you could get something really special out of, uh, out of Nick Nemeth here. So, like I said, not again, not an ideal opponent for him. Um, but I, I still think the match will be will be really great, and I think it's will be very exciting to see um, what he can do in there. But uh, yeah, I, I see uh, Finley winning this one. First off, Jamie, that was an incredible pun where you said uh, Ziggler is going to show the world. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah. that, that, that pun was intended, but that was very, very great. And uh, number two, Nick Nemeth will win this match. And become the new IWGP Global Heavyweight Champion because the War Dogs are going to turn on him. It's finally going to happen. I, I, I what's the 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 Drew McIntyre thing? I prayed for it, and it's going to happen. <laughs> they, they are going to win this match. Wait, Nick is going to win this match, and then the War Dogs are going to get in there and beat the fucking shit out of them and send them. To the performance center, inshallah. But I mean, you know, I hate David Finley. I think he's might be the worst wrestler in the world. Uh, he looks like he's trying to dress like Jay White for Halloween. Um, and I just want it to be over because this reign of terror is him. Is I mean, fuck. We it's, we started off with Prince Devitt, great wrestler. And then went to Carl Anderson, great wrestler. You could say AJ Styles. I don't consider him a leader. Amazing wrestler. Kenny Omega, the greatest of all time. Jay White. Some people disagree with me. I think he's a great fucking wrestler. And then we have this schmuck walking around with the fucking ball club. It makes me sick. It makes me really sick. And you know who can continue that? Like a young guy who's a dog who can become a main event star? Gabe Kidd. Just like Jay White did. And we just need to get this fucking asshole idiot out of here. So I think Nick Nemeth will win this match and the War Dogs are going to bite. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm super excited about I really want Nemeth to win the title. I think his limited time, uh, whether at Wrestle Kingdom proper or in the press conferences previewing stuff, it's been he's shown a lot of really good aggression. Um, doesn't feel like a manicure WWE superstar, feels like somebody who fits right in the New Japan presentation. Um, I think if he just committed to New Japan, he could be great for this this company. Um so I'm definitely excited about about this prospect here uh, of him winning. I'm also excited about the prospect of Finley losing for the reasons that you've stated. Let that uh, that the War Dogs might might take over, um, and I, you could do go a couple ways with this. You could have Gabe Kid be the leader. You could have if if Nemeth is going to stick around, you could have him as the new leader. Like they do, you know, Nemeth as the, as the bullet club leader, I think would be pretty interesting, but regardless of what they do, like I, I think the choice is so clear. Nemeth wins, beat the shit out of Finley, new war dogs leader, right? New bullet club leader. 
Um, so anyway, that'd be great. I think it's so hard though because they they're obviously committing to Finley. I'm gonna predict that Finley retains, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I just don't know that. I just don't know that Ziggler's committed to New Japan for the long haul. I guess is is the concern. Maybe he'll come back and do a G1 or something like that. But unless he wins this, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not sure. Do you know if he's under TNA a TNA deal? Mm, it doesn't appear to be. I feel like it would have been reported by now. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know what his plans are because. In my head, Cannon, he's just working around, and he's probably going to join like AW in like June or some shit. But you never really know what his time frame is because he has time to like he could work New Japan the rest of the year for all we know. So like that's, I mean, I have no clue. I I, I really want Nick Nemeth to be the IWGP Global Champion going into Forbidden Door because I think that'd be an awesome thing. Like do like Nick Nemeth versus fuck anybody. Nick, I mean, Nick Nemeth versus Darby Allen. That'd be fucking sick. I mean, Nick Nemeth versus any AW like, upper mid-card guy would just be fucking sick. So, I mean, I want him to be with New Japan for the rest of the year, if that's possible. We have another fresh face in the semi-main event here for the New Japan World Television Championship. Hiroshi Tana- Tanahashi will defend the title against Matt Riddle, another former wwe wrestler who wrestles a similar style to nemeth at least you would think so in a new japan ring riddle comes with some baggage but we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about the the in-ring stuff and the booking stuff here um riddle is gas. somebody well it should be great i mean there's there's questions riddle has been very open about the fact that he was not on his game in his final wwe run uh tanahashi is obviously getting older by the day um but when he's at his best, I think Riddle is, at, is an absolutely like. Fantastic if we can get the Riddle from the tag team with Randy, like that was some of the best WWE matches in like the last like I don't know how long is when Riddle was teaming with Randy. So I mean, just like purely in ring, I mean, if Riddle can be that good, then I don't think the matches will be that bad. I think it'll be pretty good, honestly. So this is another one where it's a lot is up in the air based on what riddle's future is right i could absolutely see him beating tanahashi here if his plan is to stick around with new japan for an extended period of time but that doesn't really seem to be the case right here um the only weird thing about these two both this and the main event is that they're in japan like like new japan doesn't really outside of wrestle kingdom bring wrestlers in for just one match in japan um, so, Jamie, I'm curious what you think about that and, of course, about Tanashi versus Riddle in general. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty interesting. It could, I mean, maybe that's an indication that they are going to stick around long term. Um, you know, would, would New Japan give them that spot if, they, if they're not going to be they're not gonna be around? Um, as, far, as far as this match goes, um, you, know, you mentioned before about Riddle not being on his game in a, in a late stage of his WWE run. I've, I've liked the brief bits that I've seen of him so far. It, it's, it's obviously been kind of early days. And um, I've only seen a couple of little matches here, but you know, I, I think he's kind of getting back into the groove of things, and obviously, it's a big spot for him. Tanahashi, as well, obviously, um, has his limitations at this stage of the game, but he's still Hiroshi Tanahashi, he can still, you know, produce magic um, on the big stages. So, I, I think this one should be good. Um, I think I'll predict that I think I'll predict the Riddle win, and I'm going to say that Riddle is probably going to stick mm-hmm. around a little bit. Um, this is, you know, obviously, Nemeth is kind of um, doing stuff with uh, TNA. Whereas Riddle's a bit more kind of freelancey a little bit at the moment. So um I'm gonna say Riddle's gonna stick around more definitively, and I think he's gonna get the win here. 
Merv? Um, uh, I think this is going to be pretty gas. Uh, I, I think, I mean, where's Riddle going to go? He's not going to AW. I don't think he's going to Impact. So if Riddle's going to stay long term, I think I don't think he's going to win, but I think it's going to be like close. I, I a fifteen minute draw will not surprise me. I think they. Yeah, I think, I think that's minutes, in the cards. Yeah. I think a fifteen minute draw would be like really like something mm-hmm. that could happen. I think it, I don't think Riddle's going to win, but I think it's either a Tanahashi win at like fourteen minutes and five seconds, or uh, a Riddle win or a, a draw. Sorry, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Tanahashi retains, um, just because with. I don't know. I just feel like maybe the stability of of the familiar face, the the former ace being a champion in the promotion with all the turnover they've had over the last few months just seems to make be the safe choice, I guess. Um, Murph, I hear you have to take off. I do have to take off. Uh, I'll see you guys soon. I, and uh, I, I sent my beast the weekend, so uh, we'll have that. And, uh, you know, enjoy the rest of the episode. Keep supporting Dumb Guy Live. I mean, you're not going to... Everybody say bye to Murph. Sign right. off. Bye, Murphner. Bye, Murph. Right. Okay. Hate that guy. Uh, uh, the third from the top. Never open weight title. We have the new champion, Evil. <laughs> uh, and he is defending against Shota Umino. A lot of people think there's going to be a title change in this one. You can never be so sure <laughs> when it comes to the Evil. Um, but I tend to agree. I think this match is going to suck. I think it's going to be really bad. Um, Shota's good, but he's not crazy, incredible babyface good quite yet. Um, I just hope we get a new a new champion. Maybe they can be goofy with it, but I don't know. I'm hoping hoping for a title change is all I'm going to say on this one. And I, and I I presume you feel the same way. Yeah, I'm. I'm think I'm pretty confident that we're going to get a title change. I think it's pretty evident that Evil, um, at least from from where I see it, was was kind of a, a transitional champion in the sense that he wasn't really meant to have the belt. Obviously, the, the Tamatoga thing was kind of sprung upon uh, New Japan by the sound of it. Um, and I think getting kind of the aftermath of obviously Okada announcing that he's leaving, and then Shota Umino coming out and declaring himself um, the new ace of New Japan. I think it's pretty clear that Bushiro have kind of single their mouths to the guy they want to they want to really hone in on moving forward um, and i think the best way to start that is to give him give him a title um so i think uh yeah i probably agree that the match won't be <laughs> anything too anything too amazing i mean it's an evil title match so you know you know what you're getting really but um i think shows Umino's winning this one and i think it's the start of him um building his case to be the guy that leads new japan into the next era post okada i agree that shota's winning this one that seems to be the right call for me Couple super chats, dollar ninety nine from six. Arena makes a poi. Yes, uh, yep. You know how it is. Uh, thank you, six. The, the custodian Lexus, who's been cleaning it up on NXT recently. Uh, my my three favorite dumb. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I will support you in whatever you end up on uh, on NXT V. Um, so yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, let's continue. Two more title matches. First, we have a championship title match. Again, there's just like all of these matches, like except for, I guess, Tanahashi versus Riddle, but even then it's like both of them have question marks. Like have somebody in the match that just like fucking sucks right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Desperado is defending the junior title against Sho. Second defense of that title. He's our the House of Torture stable mate, Yoshinobu, um, beforehand. Uh, 
again, show is just like evil, his magic and interference. Um, and I don't know. I don't I don't see a title change here either. It just feels like a defense for Desperado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show shows the most annoying of all the, the House of Torture guys. Because I know that that out of all of them, I know that that guy can be really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he was so promising before. Obviously, he joined the group. Um, but yeah, I, I'm hopefully, you know, you can only hope with these things <laughs> that, that we get something resembling a match. But you know, it's House of Torture, so um, like I said before, you know, you know, what you kind of get yourself in for. But um, yeah, I, I can't see a new champion in this one. But hopefully, we get something semi-decent. Monty just tweeted that Lexus King just had his best match in NXT thus far. Oh. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe things are happening in NXT. Uh, Alright. We have a match which should be much better than the two above it. And that is Mayu Iwatani defending the IWGP Women's Championship match against Mina Shirakawa. Now, of course, there's a lot of stuff going on in stardom mm-hmm. with the, the firing of Rossi and a likely talent exodus coming. Um, and with Mina Shirakawa being one of the names associated with staying with Bushiroad, seemingly, um, and being part of a new stable as well, a stable, uh, I, would, mm-hmm. I would not rule out a title. I think it's uh, the favorite to happen just because thing. It's hard to beat Mayu, right? And it's also, it would be weird to have your top, two of your top, like your two world champions, I guess, in your promotion be both from the same stable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think this match should be really, really good. I hope it just gets plenty of time like it deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, look, looking at it from the kind of who's who's staying and who's going thing, I think the, the, big, the big factor is obviously Mayu, we assume is kind of locked down a little bit longer than than um, most others. So whether they're, they're going to take the title off her right away, I'm not so sure. But um, even with that being said, obviously Mina is seemingly definitely someone who's going to be sticking around. So whether they want to kind of uh, strap the rocket to her straight away, um, that could be something they go for. But regardless of the, the kind of backstage politics of it all and who's leaving and who's going, I think this match should be really great. Like you said, if it, if it gets the time that it deserves. So obviously that's off, often the worry with these, uh, these stardom matches on, on the New Japan show, especially a little lower down the card. Um, but if they do get the time, I mean, it's the, it's, you know, Mayu Itani, in my opinion, is the best women's wrestler of all time. Mina Shirakawa has come on leaps and bounds in the past two years or so, um, to the point where she's now a legitimate, like, main event level stardom talent, which is kind of unthinkable when you look at where she was about two or so years ago. Um, so I think this one should be should be excellent. I imagine it'll be a lot of, uh, a lot of limb work, <laughs> a lot of work in the leg from Mina, um, and then I imagine it'll, it'll ramp up right towards the end and we should have, uh, should have ourselves a really good match here. I'm looking forward to it. I do think we get a Mayu retain here. Um, this is only her fourth defense of this title, which is pretty crazy. It's been like mm-hmm. eight months since she since she won it. Um, so they should do this. They should do this more often. Aside from that, it's just tags. Uh, we got the Lij versus just five guys tag. All those matches get resolved the following night. Um, we have one of Okada's last matches. He's in a ten man tag. Just nothing <laughs> happening on that one um and then yeah small stuff we do have a fun opener however which uh kind of comes out of you know it's just kind of a cool match to have Mm -hmm. but it is zach saber jr who's coming off unbelievable you know out of this world good match against brian danielson he's taking on yuji nagata 
in the opener, uh, who is still great, even at however old he is, 54 or something like that. So I'm really looking forward to this one. That that feels to me, I don't know why, that, that feels to me like a New Japan Strong pay-per-view match. You know, I, I get the oh, yeah, throw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw that singles match on there. Two recognizable names, put some on Zach and Beef. Uh, yeah, that, that should be really good stuff. Zach's on a tremendous run for me. He's, he's going to be up there in the, the rest of the year contention, I think, by the time this year's done. He, if he keeps his form up, he's um, he's been stellar. All right, let's move on to night two, shall we? Yes. Uh, this night looks very interesting to me, especially mm-hmm. those top three matches. Obviously, the main event, the main event of the whole tour, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match, Tetsuya Naito, his first defense against Sonata, who, of course, he won it from at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, practically no chance of a title change here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not... I, this has been about as unexcited as I've been for a world title match in New Japan for a long time. Um, I haven't quite identified with this Naito story as much as I have. And we literally obviously just saw this match at Wrestle Kingdom. And there's like no shot that as good as the main event of Wrestle unless they just go crazy. So I don't know. It should be a good match. But Naito to move on to somebody more interesting as we move into uh, New Japan Cup season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the first time round heading into the obviously the Wrestle Kingdom main event, um, a lot of people were pretty low going into it. Uh, obviously, we, uh, you know, us, us three on on the pod are pretty high on Son- higher than most on Sonada, um, so I, I think we all kind of expect it to be good. But um, it definitely was a match that you know kind of over delivered on the expectations heading in. Um, this one obviously p- way less predictable of a result. Um, no Tokyo Dome crowd, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's not. Um, I struggle to see a kind of getting too close to the, to their first out and boy i mean I, I like both so hopefully it should still be a good uh, a good first defense for naito um but yeah definitely not the most exciting of uh iwgp title title matches we'll see uh we'll see what happens uh in this one i again just not that much interesting what i think is a lot more compelling matches that will precede it the semi-main event is the young guy matchup. The two two wrestlers who feel like eternal rivals at this point. Yoda Suji of LIJ, Yuya Uemura of just five guys. They are having a hair versus hair match. Um, which is a really unique stipulation for New Japan to do. They don't go to this stipulation very often. Um, I'm really interested in how this is going to go. I feel reasonably confident that Suji's winning this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Uemura got the win at Wrestle Kingdom, obviously. They do the rematch. Suji gets the win back and the hair. Um, uh, this one where Uemura, I, th- I think a lot of the comments about Uemura coming back from excursion have been like memeing. Like, I haven't really seen it. I think he's been just fine. Like, he's not a fully developed wrestler yet, mm-hmm. which is like nobody is when they come back from excursion. Like, Suji isn't even yet. Um, I think he's great. Uh, I hope this match gets the drama and intensity and length that it deserves. I hope it's violent. I hope they lean into the, st- the stipulation. I hope they don't start out with like just some sort of like wrestling, um, unless they're like leaning into the young lion thing where they, you know, they do like the the perfect chain wrestling that's like you know crisp to a T and all that. But um, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like Suji's winning this one, and this is the match. Uh, this is the match out of both. Well, both the, the the two nights that I'm probably most intrigued by, I should say. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, as of the uh, as of the Wrestle Kingdom rematches we got here, this is the one definitely with a lot more intrigue than, than the first one had. Um, the first one I, I really enjoyed um, for what it was. I, I think it was a little bit of a surprising result on the night, but obviously playing mm-hmm. into where where we're going with this, I think it's kind of understandable now. I think Suji's probably taken this. I, I can't picture Suji without the hair, <laughs> whereas you, I think I can kind of see <laughs> you know suji like even when suji debuted he had long hair like as a young lion yeah like he had long hair yeah and he has such a cool look with, with you know the, the, the long hair and the, the really menacing grin i can't picture him bald i don't know <laughs> but um yeah I, I think this one should be again like i said the, the first one was really nice and you saw straight away the chemistry between the two of them hopefully with the kind of um the, the increased stakes in this one we get a little bit more um, intensity out of the two of them obviously um as i say with shota um, these are two of the guys again that New Japan are going to be, you'd imagine, or you'd at least hope so, um, really focusing on in the next couple of years. Um, so I think a, a big show for both of them could uh, could go a long way. And I think obviously, you know, whoever wins or whoever loses coming out of this, I think is going to be um, going to kind of set up some big stories moving moving down. How 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 will the loser bounce back? What will the winner kind of set the sights on next? You know, I think um, I mean this is like you said, this is a very very intriguing one, and uh, I, I just hope they both. We'll have a good, have a good, uh, good outing on the night. Yeah, same. I, I'm such a big fan of both of these two, and and they're clearly such an essential part of New Japan's future that you yeah. can't hope you can't help but hope that they kill it uh, because yeah. um, it's kind of rare to put the young guys against each other in in the, in such a featured way in New Japan. So yeah, I hope I hope they get that shot. The match on this tour that I think I think you can mark down as most guaranteed to be a great match out of all of them is Shingo Takagi versus Taichi. These two have fantastic chemistry. They wrestle a similar style. Shingo, I, well, I thought he could carry just about everybody to a great match. Apparently, he didn't do so with Trent Seven, but Taichi's a much better wrestler than Trent Seven is in, in 2024 mm-hmm. and uh, should just be fucking great. Like They should go like 16 minutes and Shingo's probably going to win, and it's just going to be awesome. So, yeah, really not a whole lot to say other than I'm stoked about this match, and I think it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, a, what, a, what a match to bounce back from <laughs> after the, uh, the Trent yes. 7 match. It's, uh, that one was not ideal, but this one I'm very, very excited for. Like you said, tremendous chemistry between both of them. Um, they're just going to whack each other really hard. <laughs> beat the shit out of each other. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I love, I'm a big fan of Tai Chi. I really hope Tai Chi has some uh, has some fun stuff lined up for this year. And uh, maybe you can kind of get the ball rolling against Shingo Takagi, who obviously outside the Trend 7, you know, kind of always delivers. Then um, I, I think that could go a long way. But yeah, this is, I think, as you said, circling. If you were to circle one match out, out of this weekend, this is a, this is a guaranteed um, match that you got to see. So uh, yeah, I, I think Shingo win is probably the safe bet. Um, but you never know. You never know. Maybe they maybe they got something planned for Tai Chi this year. Got a couple junior round out the Lij versus just five guys feud. We have Roma Takahashi versus Doki. We have, which I can't believe is a singles match in 2024. Bushi versus Doku. <laughs> nice. Do like what they did is I think it was. Hiromu and Bushi were feuding with Desperado and Kanemaru and what mm-hmm. they did is they did like the two singles matches and they had one like lead into the it was like a DQ or like a post-match attack that immediately went into the other match 
something interesting. Like, I can't imagine other than running Taka Michinoku in front of a crowd of like 5,000. Like, like what are, what's going on? Um, so anyway, I have, I have really nothing to say about this other than Hiromu should probably win and I don't care who wins Bushi versus Taka Michinoku. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> All right. Not much else uh, on this show aside from some interesting uh, wrestlers, obviously. We've got teaming with Taguchi, who's one of my favorites. Again, Finley and Ghetto who are not my favorites. Um, Tomatonga's farewell match, G.O.D. versus G.O.D. Tonga Loa against Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. Should be a good little send-off for Tomatonga. Um, another send-off that is very unceremonious, Kazuchika Okada in a 10-man tag, teaming with Tanahashi, Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi against the United Empire, Matt Riddle, which is an interesting team. Then the opener is just... Uh, New Japan Army against uh, against House of Torture, which could you imagine? Um, so yeah, so yeah, not like you could definitely have con- condensed this card into one, like these two cards, I should say, into one really great. Sh- There's definitely some filler on both, but um, I think the top matches should deliver at the very least. It feels like every match is going to deliver on either booking or just the quality of the match itself. It might not deliver on both, but as long as it sets up new of the year, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we should get a pretty decent glimpse into sort of kind of uh, what the next few months should hold after these two shows, and uh, and you, you, you'll get some great matches to boot as well, as you said. Yeah, Icon pointed this out. I think they usually do announce New Japan Cup participants on one of these nights. I could be mistaken, but mm-hmm. um, that <laughs> that would be nice. Also, just to know like is the New Japan Cup and what it's for and all that. So yeah, yeah, should be good. Okay, let's stick let's stick with New Japan. Let's let's sprinkle in a little bit of lucha. Oh yeah, uh, we had the Fantastica Mania tour over the last week. Um, so we can kind of I don't know I don't know exactly how you want to do this uh because they were kind of like interesting sprinkled throughout the tour but I guess the important the really important ones were the last two nights yeah at Cork and Hall right um so we had as I pull up the cards I just want to make sure I have everything accurate here uh yes no, hang on, I'm on the wrong one. Right, so on the 18th, uh, on Sunday, this was the second to last night of the tour, right? Am I not losing my mind? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. <clears throat> the, the the big matches on this show, two singles matches at the top. Soberano defeated Templario uh, in what I thought was the match of the night, and then we got a Arena Mexico rematch, Volador Jr. beating Rocky Romero uh in the main event uh two very two very quality matches like hot crowds everything you would want pretty much didn't goodness gracious i'm sorry i got some in my throat um didn't quite reach the heights of arena mexico matches but those types of matches rarely do uh but i thought soberano was just so fucking awesome like he's so great and he's just so intense just like goes balls to the wall every match like a cooler gimmick right like 
something mm-hmm. that made him stand out. And I think that's literally the only reason people aren't like salivating over this guy, right? If he just had like yeah. a, a more interesting gimmick to him, people would be like go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, th- this this was definitely my match of the night from this uh, this show. I, I think Templario as well. Obviously, you just spoke about Soberano Junior. Um, you know, I kind of called called a couple of Templarios matches throughout this tour, and he's been a real standout. He um, he brings the intensity. A lot of these matches on this tour, um, and, and it's not a knock, it's it's one of the things I like about Fantastic Mania. You just kind of get like a kind of you know, if you're not familiar with with CMLL, it's, it's a really good introduction to a lot of the main players, and some some of the matches feel a little bit um, kind of exhibitiony. Like it's 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 kind of a it's just a bit of a tour of um, of a couple of the main guys. Templario has been bringing the intensity, and this was kind of the peak of that here. Um, this this felt um, you know it was really physical. Um, you know you you really um, you know, both guys were going out there to, to try and kill each other, which hasn't been hadn't been the case for like you know a, a couple of the rest of the big matches. But so this one really stepped it up. Um, and, and yeah, Soberano, you know, we talked about Maton. I believe he was the dumb guy live luchador of the year last year. Um, so you know he's he's continuing that hot runner form. And um, yeah, uh, you know a, a real standout match from the tour. The the main events, uh, Rocky and and Volador. Obviously, like you said, didn't live up to the uh, to their previous hours in, in Arena Mexico, but it was still very solid wrestling. Obviously, they have that chemistry. Um, you're never going to get a bad match out of these two. They're so consistent, but um, yeah, just 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 a notch a notch below their previous stuff. But definitely, still one I'd, I'd recommend you go and check out. Then the culmination of the tour had three big sing. Well, they had an Okamura singles match as always, where he, uh, you know, he did Okamura things, uh, but then. Atlantis Jr. beat Hichicero. Hichicero is somebody who has gotten a lot of attention over the last month or so with his appearances in AEW, which is really interesting because he's just been like, I'm trying to think of who to compare him to if you don't watch Lucha Libre. Like, he was just kind of a solid upper, like upper card, like upper mid card heavyweight Mm -hmm. guy who did a lot of like holds, who was good at like, submission it'd be like it's it's kind of reminiscent of when dave finley like fit finley mm-hmm. in like when in his mid 40s got like a big push in wwe it's like it's yeah. it's reminiscent of that to me like a really good solid wrestler um with a cool look and everything who uh who gets a ton of exposure kind of out of nowhere and lives up to it. So it's been really cool to see that rise. Um, obviously dropped it to Atlantis Jr., who's one of the wrestlers that uh, CMLL is going to, without a doubt, push as much as they can going forward. Um, but I, uh, I I enjoyed this one here. Uh, we had a cool eight-man tag. It's going to be a good uh, trivia question that Musashi was on a CMLL, was on a Fantastic Mania uh, tour at one point. Mystico beat Ultimo Guerrero. This match was kind of nothing, to be honest. It was just kind of Mystico doing playing the hits and Ultimo Guerrero also playing the hits. And then in the main event, I thought this match was great. Mascaro Dorada beat Stuka Jr. It was a surprise to see Stuka Jr. Uh, in the match that culminated the entire tour. But it makes sense putting him against Mascaro Dorada, who is clearly CMLL's number one pushed focus guy going forward. Um, and I thought they lived up to the hype. Like Stuka Jr.'s great. He lost the mask at CMLL uh, Anniversario a couple of years ago. 
and he's just as great of a worker as he's as he's always been. And Masako Dorada, there's the reason. I mean, he continues to show why he's the guy in CMLL right now. So yeah, overall thoughts on uh, on those three matches, Jamie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, I, I love the main events. Um, obviously, I think I think the main takeaway from Fantastic Mania. Um, if you just kind of watch kind of the highlights from each show, is uh, Mascara the Dorada <laughs> is is the guy <laughs> um, who's, who's going to lead this company into the future. Rocky Romero talked about it when he was here on on the Recipes podcast. He singled him out as a guy that's going to going to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, he, he already he already is getting up there. He, every time he's out there, he's he's kind of a, a standout. And um, Stuka Junior as well. He, he was positioned quite nicely on this tour. Him and uh, Ultimo Guerrero um, had, had a lot of big spots on this tour. So it was nice to see him. Nice to see him get the big main event. And um, yeah, they they both delivered in there, and again, Mascara Dorada, um, kind of capping off a really nice tour for him there in Japan. Um, the Atlantis and Hechicero match was was tremendous as well. I love that one. Um, big fan of both guys. I remember singling out Hechicero um, this time last year for Fantastic Mania, uh, and again, I remember you pointing that out. Um, you know, when I said that last time, that, that you know, again, he's not he's not one of the you know the top 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 tier guys over there. But every time I've seen him. In Japan, and obviously he's over there in AEW. He's been, um, you know, kind of uh, showing up, showing out um, when he's when he's given the spot. So it's it's nice to see him and get more eyes on him. Atlantis Junior as well is another guy, who, like you said, who's going to be a big, big player. And um, there's just two two beefy guys just whacking each other, doing some nice technical wrestling. <clears throat> you know, it's it's a uh, it's nothing too flashy, but it's you know it, it's nice wrestling. And um, yeah, they, they they had a good show in there. And like you said, the, the Mystico uh, Guerrero match wasn't anything too much to write home about. But I always pop to see Mystico, um, and I'm a big Guerrero fan as well. So uh, you know, it was a nice little singles match, but not too um, too spectacular. But um, overall, I think it was a nice little Fantastic Mania tour this year. Um, I don't think there were as many. Trying to think back to to how the matches kind of was kind of spread out last year. I don't think the matches were spread out um, mm. in terms of the big singles matches as well as they were last year. I think they kind of peaked. Towards the end, which I guess you know that, that also works too. But um, I think by the last two shows, he definitely got some of the best, um, you know, the, the, the best stuff there. So I would say going out your way to, to, to check out those last two shows is probably the best way to, to do it. But if you want to just walk through, if you want to kind of you know um, take your time and go through all the shows, there's good stuff on all of them because they're a, you know a very exciting roster, and um, it's it's just, it's just nice. You know, um, we, we say a lot about CML, they're not um, always outstanding um you know these incredible five-star matches but they're just pretty consistent solid um wrestling and then when you do get the big the big time matchups they usually always deliver i briefly want to talk about sort of keeping in the world of new japan uh a match that has gotten a preposterous amount of buzz over the weekend uh, and that was michael oku versus will osprey which I think is re- remote, which I think is relevant and tangential, because for reasons obviously Osprey, yeah. hugely important in New Japan history. Also Saber and Shingo and Oiba and uh, Nakashima were on this show, so obviously a lot going on here. Um, but Jamie, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to you first. Uh, what did you think of uh, Osprey? A crazy historical mask oku winning clean seven minutes to retain the title on osprey's brit rest send off as he heads to full-time aw what'd you think 
yeah, um, I liked it. I didn't like it quite to the extent uh, that some people have liked it. Um, I'm very interested to see what Dave Meltzer, <laughs> Dave Meltzer gives it. He's going to go, he's, he's going to give it a crazy score by the sound of it. But um, it's, yeah, it, it, it's been um, interesting to see the reactions to this match. We had a lot of pushback when we gave it 4.25 in the rest of ratings. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was a tremendous match. Obviously, Osprey, um, you know, kind of gave his, gave his standard performance out there. And his standard performance is, exceptional because he never <laughs> he kind of never um regardless of the set and the opponent um wherever he is on the card he always puts in the same amount of effort um so and that, that was very evident here i'm not the, i'm not the biggest michael oku guy but i did think he gave a pretty good account of himself for, throughout this match um I, I i have not seen a ton of him so i'm not i'm not going to claim to have seen like you know his full catalog of work but i've seen seen a few big highlights for him um it was very uh it was reminiscent to like the, the the most over the top kind of NXT black and gold main events, you know, had all mm. the um, you know, it was very very work rate heavy and then had all the drama. Um I f- I forget the name of Michael Ohu's um girlfriend wife. I don't know. She 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 got involved in multiple stages throughout throughout this one. Amira, right, yeah. Yeah, at one point Osprey um gives it quite a, quite a hard kick to the outside. I'm not sure whether she hit her head on the guardrail, but it looked pretty close. Uh, but she she played a big part in this, and it was all very dramatic. Um, she took a hidden blade at 1.2. Um, and yeah, eventually, obviously, uh, Michael Ohu gets the big, big win and kind of, you know, crowns him as the guy that's going to leave Rev Pro into a, a Will Ospreay-less era. Um, obviously, he's not been around for all the shows, so it's not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not um, like a Kazuchika Okada level loss, but he's been there for a lot of the big ones. And um, it's, you know, it's very, very, very big loss for him that he's not going to be around, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, so, um, yeah, but a big win for Oku. Again, not, not a match that I would have on kind of the the top end of my match of the year list, but definitely one I'd recommend checking out. Um, and yeah, it's had a lot of mixed reviews, but I, I liked it. See, I agree with the hype. I'm locked in on it. I thought this match was so incredible. I thought it was better than their first one, which I also thought was incredible. Um, you mentioned NXT Black and Gold, uh, which has got, you know, in parentheses behind it is pejorative, right? A lot of people sort of don't look fondly upon NXT Black and Gold. I loved NXT Black and Gold, mm-hmm. and I loved the super epic, like overbooked main events. I think back to, you know, obviously Gargano is like the the poster yeah. child for it with his Andrade match and and the, um, of course, the Adam Cole series and the Champa stuff and all that. Right, and for the most part, I loved all that stuff. I thought it was great. And uh, now. You have to be great wrestlers, and you more importantly, you have to have the environment to match it up. Yeah. You can't just go out in front of any crowd and environment and make that happen. But this Rev Pro environment was so out of this world. They were living and dying with everything Michael Oku did. Um, they wanted Osprey dead. Also, on one hand, Russo saw him as inevitable Osprey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought amira was so good in this match like i don't i i can't really tell because i don't keep up super closely with rev pro if she's like a trained performer um but if she is even if she is great in this match i thought she was remarkable uh there's a lot also just all the big time talent on this like a huge deal for rev pro 
They had Orange Cassidy on the show. They had Shigehiro Iri show, right? They had the Young Lion, uh, Mustafa Ali go. Anthony Agogo was on, kind of bad, but he was on the show. Ricky Knight Jr., right? Uh, Saber in the semi-main, right? So mm-hmm. all these, all this big talent, it felt like the heyday of Brit Ress, you know, five, um, that, uh, I thought it was great. I thought the match was fantastic. It was epic. Um, and it made me regret not following super closely with the Oku story. Um, mm-hmm. I do kind of chuckle a little bit at the people who are like, <laughs> the storytelling was so good because like, are you like following RevPro? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. for me, um, I loved gold, the takeovers. I never watched the TV. I never watched NXT mm-hmm. TV or on, uh, on, I guess the network when it was on. Right. And I never watched that shit unless there was like a really important match. Um, but, uh, the, yeah, people are like the storytelling. I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's pretty simple. <laughs> it's not yeah. like, it's not like it, it, it makes sense. Osprey's mm-hmm. the unbeatable big guy looking to reclaim his title and Oku's the hometown hero, you know, trying to, and it's the big send off for Osprey. Like, I don't, I don't really buy the storytelling stuff. The, the, the intra match storytelling of just like, and the environment and everything made it great and played off the previous matches, right. The, with, with Amira getting involved. So yeah, I thought, I thought this match was excellent. Um, and one of the best matches I've seen all year. Um, and I am an Oku good, uh believer as well oku is good as far as i'm concerned um yeah um i have ne- i did not watch the luke Gate jacobs versus jj gale match and apparently i need to because that is getting a crazy good rating on uh on cage match as well so i need to check that out yeah the the, the card had a couple of a couple of highlights obviously that, that match you mentioned there um, was a really strong show and particularly for luke jacobs who kind of after the match declared that he was he's coming after the ref for a world title nice. so I, I, and I he really that. should be the next champion yeah right? I, I thought so as well when he said that i kind of got, got a little bit fired up um because he's a guy I, I like a lot there um also the uh the young blood tag match the uh Uto nakashima and oscar lobe I, f- I forget the names of the guy the guys they were facing here in Lacey and Mark True, neither of them have uh, have cage match pages. Yeah, but um, the the young blood performance in this match, I, I got me very very fired up. I mean, we talked about the the New Japan Tag Division. I mean, obviously we all know who's currently got those IWGP Tag Titles. But I was watching this match like, fuck, bring them back now. <laughs> They're ready. You know, they <laughs> they had some really nice tag team offense. You know, they they were in sync. Um, and, and that's against two guys who I know pretty little about. But I thought that you know. They came together and had a really good match, so I'm looking forward to uh, to following um, Young Blood. It seems like they're going to be sticking sticking as a tag team for the time being. I think that's a nice spot for both of them to develop. Um, and yeah, I ho- hope they probably get a tag belt in Ref Pro. I don't know who who has the tag belt in Ref Pro. I'm sure they can. You know, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll get there at some point. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 fired up, uh, particularly about Yuto Nakashima. I think he's got a big uh, big future ahead of him. Yeah, uh, I need to I need to check out the other stuff on this show because it clearly was really good. Um, mm-hmm. It's just interesting. A Rev Pro every year for high stakes, it feels like they always just put out a a great card and a great show. Um, clearly, a bit of a a bit of a TK relationship happening too. Like he was in person yeah. for this show, 
there was some, there was multiple AEW talent on this show, right? Like it was clearly intended to be mm-hmm. a big deal and uh, and and intentional there. So let's see. Should we talk about uh? Should we talk about the Stardom Corkin show, Jamie? Son, what do you think? Certainly can. We certainly can. Yeah, I think we, I think we ought to. Unless, unless you think there's something more pressing, we should. Um, from uh, when you mentioned Stardom, I thought maybe we we're gonna have they announced the Cinderella lineup today. And it was pretty interesting oh, the way they let's do that. Let's them. do let's go through the, the Corican real quick and then we can talk and then we'll talk about the Cinderella yeah. lineup because I think there's important takeaways there too. The mm. important thing I want you because I've not seen this show. What what I want you to explain to me is how how Sayaida and Hanan versus <laughs> Chanyoda and Mai Sakurai for the new blood oh, yeah. tag titles is being received as like an incredible tag match. Because on paper that doesn't seem possible, but I, you uh, f- uh, appear to feel that way as well, and I and I trust what you have to say. So, how was yes. it? So, uh, obviously, we're, we're only you know we're, we're into February, but this is my tag team match of the year so far. I love this match so much, um, and I, obviously, I'm, I'm a big fan of Wingori Hanan and Saya either. Mm-hmm. Um, my Sakurai obviously has you know she's been improving a lot, particularly obviously with the character works helping her get more and more over Chanyota. I have not seen too much of outside of like new blood tags i don't exactly follow ppp tokyo or wherever she wrestles but this one was just i don't know where this match came from it was just super physical the <laughs> highlights are obviously um saya either and chanyota's exchanges i didn't realize chanyota was this kind of physical and when you throw her in there with someone like Ida who always brings that intensity um you, know, you had some incredible exchanges here hannah obviously again always a standout and i think she's in for a big year but it was just um, I don't know, they, they just both kind of came out swinging. I think, you know, my Sakurai um, and Chanyota, you know, seemingly came out with something to prove in this one, um, you know, looking to kind of show how good they can be as a tag team. I'm kind of hoping that they, they're they going to stick together. Um, obviously, Chanyota isn't exactly signed or anything. I'm sure they can kind of bring her in um, as and when. Um, but yeah, it was just super, super physical, super intense. Um, worked at a really nice pace and it's it's just um it's one of those matches that just kind of comes out of nowhere but as you're watching it it's kind of like you know you, you find yourself a little bit on your edge of your seat like you know I, I, there were points where i thought maybe you know my sakurai and chanyas were going to take this but um yeah just just a match that i'd recommend everyone go and check out um again that kind of came a bit out of the blue but um tremendous tag match um one of the things uh that's interesting about this match is that Chanyota has 39 career wrestling matches Um, and she's wrestled 10 matches in the last six months. So whatever she's doing is working, I guess. Um, But yeah, it's just cool. You know, I love when wrestlers go above and beyond what people expect them to do. I I always think that's awesome. Um, And obviously these four did in this match. So good for them. And then in the main event, there was a no DQ match. I think some people thought there might have been a title change here, but it didn't end up happening. For the strong women's title, Julia defeated Natsuko Tora in the main event of Corkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another one that this this was a really nice match. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the tag match as I did anticipate myself saying, but it was it was very nice, very physical again. Um, you know, your standard kind of a no DQ match you'd expect out of these two with the table bumps, um, you, you know, all, all the typical kind of a oh, other tie shenanigans and, and physical stuff like that but um yeah julia obviously um you know we, we kind of have a pretty solid idea of where where she's heading moving forward so i guess that's where the, the kind of title um change expectations are coming but it seems like they're going to hold off a little bit um on that but i thought i thought both 
um, had a pretty strong show in here. I'm a fan of Tora. I know not everyone's a big fan of Tora, but I thought she had a really, you know, I think she had a strong show again here. And um, I think the actual, the, the aftermath of this is very interesting because I, I, I think, I, I get the sense that they're heading towards a Nasco Tora babyface turn. And I don't know what that looks like, <laughs> but I think that's what they're doing. Um, whether that'll play into, you know, kind of people leaving the promotion and what, what maybe a weather tie will look like or, or whether it will even be a weather tie moving forward, I don't know. But um, it seems like it could be heading that way. And I think, um, I don't know, I think it'd be interesting to follow. But a strong showing for both. Uh, Julia keeps the title. Um, uh, yeah, we're just going to see whether, whether, you know, when she actually drops that belt. It seems like she's not going to work Chicago. Um, so I doubt she's going to get the Vicare match in there before she heads out. But um yeah, hopefully she's able to put someone over on the way out. The, uh, so I have lineup for Cinderella, and people are talking because they're missing some big names in this lineup. But Ida, Kanan, Kogo, Yuzuki, Lady C, Miyu Amasaki, Yuna Mizumori, Sayaka Kurara, Rana Yagami, Saki Kashima, Hanako, Zina, Tora, SLK, Ruaka, Hazuki, Azumi, Meisera, Suzu, Mirai, Amisure, Waka, and Mai Sakurai is the lineup. Uh, they also announced that uh, the buys that uh, the people who receive a first round buy are Hazuki, Azumi, Suzu, Mirai, Sure, Waka, and Mai Sakurai. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Scott E Wrestling has a list of like all the roster uh, that was not included and it's Mayu, Utami, Saya, Momo Watanabe, Natsupoi, Tam, Sarianu, Shuri, Sense, uh, Mina Shirakawa, Ju, Tekla, names not not in the tournament. I'm just curious what you think about this. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Obviously, there's always going to be speculation given like the ongoing stardom situation. But I, I think just generally looking at it. Um, Taking it, take you know, taking that out out of the equation. Um, I, I like the change because I think the Cinderella, um, it, it's essentially become a white belt tournament, right? In the, in the last couple of years, that's um, it, it's not explicit, you know, explicitly that, but that's kind of where where it often heads. And I like the direction of um, only really putting in wrestlers. I, I believe outside of Mirai, I don't think any of these have held um, the red belt or the white belt, unless I'm forgetting anyone else in that lineup. Um, so. I like it. It should give an opportunity to someone who hasn't had that opportunity yet, which I think is what, what this this type of tournament should be for. Um, because it, you know, as much as you could um, give this win to someone like a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of all of the names. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like a like a Nats boy. I don't think Nats boy needs a Cinderella win to go for a white belt title match. I, right. I think we're going to get that anyway. Um, whereas I think if you gave it to someone like a Hanan. Who is very clearly climbing up the ranks, but kind of needs that final like um, push towards big time title contention. I think that could be really big, or maybe someone like a star like Kid or Azumi, and um, to, to you know finally push them um, out of the high speed division and into kind of true kind of main event status. Um, so I, I, I like it. Um, all the rookies being in there again is nice because I think they're kind of developing pretty nicely. This would be my favourite. Um, Rookie, but well, we haven't really had a, a proper rookie batch in a while, but it's been nice to see um, a lot of interesting rookies coming through um, all at the same time. So, yeah, I um, I like the change. Whether you, you think it kind of plays into the ongoing politics, I don't know, but um, I like it for what it's what it is. All right, 
anything else you want to talk about on the show or, or, or should it be that time jamie what do you think uh, off the top of my head i don't think there's anything kind of a yeah, we've had such newsworthy weeks it's it's weird i mean there's not wasn't a huge show to recap or anything just just doing some stuff hopefully we have a nice in-depth newsworthy new beginning in sapporo review for you at this time mm-hmm. next week so with that jamie i think it is that time for where is it <laughs> the beast of the oh, week. Ah, you can see me look at me i'm muscle I'm muscle guy i'm breaking out of my shirt uh it's that time it's that time murph texted me his um his is dwayne the rock johnson um that's uh that's that's locked in he did this thing a lot it was made for cool pictures um the uh, for i think collective i know you're not the biggest fan but i think he put in a 47 minute performance and i think he deserves it for michael oku i think is uh is a valid beast of the week for collective i i I imagine i thought you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, agree for me i'm gonna go with somebody on the fantastica mania tour who does not get a ton of love in CMLL, but always does the requisite work to uh, to live up to, including up to and including losing his mask. Um, I thought he was a great foil for somebody who is clearly the biggest star in the promotion right now in the main event of the entire tour, someone who I would not have pegged to be in the main event of the entire tour, but got it anyway and lived up to the billing. And that is Stuka Jr. Nice. I love it, Jamie. He's, um, he's 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 been great. Um, my beast of the week. I wasn't sure if you were going to mention the match, and then you snuck it in before I had the chance to, to talk about it in the beast. Of the week. My <laughs> beast of the week is Chan Yota, because where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> you, know, you, you, you talk about how she's had, she's had like less than less than forty wrestling matches, not many, and you know, in recent times. Um, I don't know she, she was in there with with, with good talent. I mean, I, like I said, I'm a big fan of. Um, the Wingori tag team, but again, they're, they're not top of the of the starting totem pole. Um, she's still a relatively kind of low down the card out, but just kind of out of nowhere, Chan Yotta really stood out in this match. Um, the like I said, the exchange with with either Um, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of the clips shared, one headbutt in particular. <laughs> so I've seen that a lot on Twitter this week. Um, they, they have both had pretty nasty bumps on the head after that one. But yeah, she she, she came out with with a lot of proving this, and I think she um, she absolutely stood out. I'm hoping um, that maybe she'll she'll stick around a little bit more moving forward. Um, obviously, Stardom is at a very weird point, <laughs> you know, and it's whether the roster is going to leave or stay. And I think that could also um, provide a bit of an opening for, for new talent to come in. So I think Bushirobu wise. To uh, to keep Chan Yotta around, I think she's she's a big, uh, you know, someone who has a lot of potential. So Chan Yotta is my is my beast of the week. I like it. Chan Yotta, Stuka Junior, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and Michael Oku are beasts of the week this week. Nice. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next week with a full new beginning in Sapporo review. Hopefully, some more stuff. Always newsworthy stuff happening. It seems in Japanese pro wrestling right mm-hmm. now. So. For Jamie, for Murph, uh, we will see you next time. Stay dumb.